0: The poet Waffle. Oh, hello there, and welcome to Poet Waffle with me, Daniel Cockrell. And this is the very first edition of Poet Waffle. So you might be thinking, what is Poet Waffle? Well, it is me inviting a poet or spoken word artist or a live poetry artist, whatever you want to call them, into my house and having a chat with them. Maybe uh, it's also looking at uh, the space that poets occupy, which I think is that space between fiction and fact and the way that they maybe keep um, a foot in both of those worlds. And they, uh, with their work, colour that space in between that gap. And I think it's more of a, a feeling where they... Let their emotions um, be their compass, maybe. Um, And it maybe reveals truths or things that necessarily can't be explained by, you know, science or research or what those other worlds tend to neglect. And um, it gives me great pleasure for this first episode to introduce you to Mr Rob Alton. Hello, Dan. Hello, Rob. Uh, we've known each other quite a long while. and uh, T- 2007, I think. You've been counting? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 2007, God, that's good. <clears throat> we met at Banks of the Gun, didn't we? But yes. since then, you've become known for producing uh, work, uh, one-man shows, mostly on a particular theme, but you're also an artist, uh, a comedian. A poet, you get put into all those things, but you probably wouldn't, uh, you know, put yourself necessarily in as just one of those things. Would have you come up with something that you would call yourself?
1: What um, box you'd
0: want to be in, or you, you not really? No,
1: about I think it's that thing where I'm not. I'd never be happy in. Tr- you know, it's like that thing. Where if a taxi, if a taxi driver, asks you what you do for a living, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying. I was a poet because if I showed him some of my writing, he'd probably be like, well, this isn't poetry, is it? And, you know, there's a lot of people who wouldn't be that far away from that, really, saying, yeah. if you start calling yourself a poet, then people can say, well, what you do isn't poetry, whereas if I just say I'm a writer and performer of what I write, then mm. people can't argue with that because that's what I am. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I do. And when I first started writing... I wanted to, um, I'd been writing some stuff and didn't know whether it was poetry or not. And um, I thought, I'd like to share this writing somewhere. Where can I put it? I don't really know where to put it. So I went on the internet and saw a website called Poem Hunter. You've been on that? Yeah. And I put all my, well, work that (laughs) I've been doing. And someone wrote me a letter back, like a personal message back. And it said... um, Dear Rob, I've rewritten your poetry for you, it's rubbish, but it's better than your rubbish. And he had rewritten it, and it all rhymed, and I was like, if that's what that world is, I don't want to be a part of it. And I know that isn't what that world is, and I know a lot of people who consider themselves to be poets, and they're really nice, you know.
0: What? Well, um, but you still get that now. You know, what was you on the other day that I saw you online? You, It was a... Was it some American comedy show that you was on? Or... you got a load of hits. Anyway, it got, like, millions of yeah, views. Yeah. And the comments underneath are really interesting because some of them are really ripping into you, saying, this is... I haven't seen anything as bad as this ever. Yeah, before. exactly, yeah. And then other people are going, this is the best thing I've ever seen. There's not much in between. There's not people going, well, it's all right. People no. are going, well, one of the comments was... Uh, don't do I've, seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've <laughs> seen. I haven't, lived, I I haven't been go. reading the comments. I, no, but there was one about. Um, I've seen funnier things in Vietnam or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And it's just like that guy sat down thinking that's funny, but then most of the comments, ninety-five percent of the comments are, I love this stuff. Yeah. yeah so whatever. you still get it now, don't you? Well, no. And, t- you, and you and you write it on your on your on your website as
1: well. You. Can't, I do write it on my website. Yeah, but the thing is with that is like. If that video had had a, a hundred views, yeah. people from America wouldn't be getting in touch with me, yeah, sending me direct messages on Facebook telling me to stop what I'm doing because it's so bad, saying, I've just seen it and I just want to say to you that you need to stop what you're doing because <laughs> it is awful. There is no point to what you're doing. And, um, you know, that, I don't know if feedback gets worse than that. I think... I mean, even when I was doing, I was on tour last year with the band, the Lovely Eggs, yeah, and they've got a really n- nice community within their fan base all over the country. And um, one one gig in Glasgow, people just didn't stop talking, and then towards the end of my set, someone just said, um, "Can you just stop? Just stop, mate. Just let it go. Like, look, no one's listening." And. I heard him but I just kept going because that's what you've got to keep doing and I've been taking people's negative feedback on board ever since I got that first kick in the balls from that person in 2006 or whatever it was and it's yeah. like well I think and you see so many people who I kind of look up to and they say well if you don't want any criticism then don't put yourself up for it you know. but I want... I. The only reason I started writing was because I had ideas that were coming to me, and I was getting something from them. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I, I quite like that thought I just had, or I like I put two or three words together, and it made me laugh, or made me think about something in a different way." And that's all. That's all it is. I'm not trying to impress anyone. Yeah. I'm just trying to share with stuff that comes to me, like you know Neil Young says about. um You've got to be like a radio transmitter, really, and yeah. it comes into you when you give it out. And So when people are saying, this is awful, what are you doing? I'm like, well, it's not my fault. Yeah. This is what has come to me, and yeah. this is what I think is really good, or what I believe in, and this is it. And luckily, there's people who like it, and there's people that don't like it. but I mean, And there's also people who really love it. So I think that's the thing, is yeah, it? yeah. Really? And there's people who really hate it as well. Yeah. And it's so with that, it's kind of, it's good because it cancels it out. Yeah. It cancels all of the feedback out. Whereas, yeah, yeah. if it was all good, I'd be like, you'd probably get a bit sick of it. You know who I mean?
0: I, I, I'm trying to think with the quotes by? Maybe it's John Cop, but the the, the, the Jean. Cocktail, or Mm. the filmmaker, Mm. maybe he said it. I'm not sure. Someone can, you know, uh, shoot me down off, but he said something along the lines of when somebody makes, gives you criticism,
1: Mm.
0: and they might say, I like those bits, and the bit that they really hate, that is the thing that you should concentrate on, because that is your only bit of individuality. And that's the thing you should turn up to 11. And be, you know, I, I think that's probably what I really enjoy about most artists is when they're quite unique and they've gone, well, I'm just gonna do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh and the high praise and the, the the low criticism doesn't you know it doesn't affect you could take it all in the same breath, can't yeah, you? Yeah exactly. You
1: know? But there's no there's absolutely no point in thinking about it because it disappears so quickly. And those people who write the good and bad comments move on at the same pace. Yeah yeah. It's like the person, people who write the bad comments or come to the gigs and don't like it, fair enough. It's like, they're not going to sit around and wallow in the fact that they've just seen a good show. They've already moved on. They're on the pub, they're on the phone to their yeah. friends. It's like, life just keeps going and going and going and going and going. So yeah. there's no point in... in If if anyone tries to get in your way or something like that, you're just going to be like, well, they're out of my way now because we had a glimmer of a, like a connection and now it's gone. So... Bring it on and people... But also there are people that you do
0: affect and affect really intimately, that they will hang on, I want to hear that poem again, or they will buy all your books, yeah. or they will start coming to your shows. And you're re- you've reached a really good place from starting out of nothing and going, What what, what is the space that I occupy? Mm. You've created your own little
1: space that wasn't there before. Mm. You know, it's interesting, though, world. isn't it? Because it never... Um stops there's no well it mm. does stop the only the only I'm when i when i was like at uni or something and i'd see like the arctic monkeys and i'd look at them i go flipping it. go, oh, they've got it made you know yeah look at those lads they're like absolutely nailing it but they've got to keep making work mm. otherwise it just stops yeah and they what they've had is in the past and um It's just a case of keeping... That's why I love it. I love it. I'm writing a new show about time at the moment. And the best thing about going to bed and getting up the next day is like, here we go again. I can do something new now. Yeah. And um, not to get stuck in the... And just try... I think, like, time and the momentum of everything, like, days. I mean, that is, like, the ultimate momentum, isn't it? Like, days of the week have been going forever. Like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, just keep doing that and just go... Oh yeah, I've got another opportunity today to to write something or look at something, and just trying to stay excited. Yeah, yeah. About being alive, basically, and trying to um, capture um, the thoughts that I have. But the thing is, is like if you get out of the um, habit of collecting thoughts, or I think if you if you haven't done it for a while, you can you can lose lose the Belief that you had once had in, yeah, but it doesn't. It's like a tap. Yeah, is, yeah, tap is yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, since I've had a garden, I realized like I've, I've I've practiced a bit differently. Like I do, I do treat my work as if it's just tending to a garden. Mm. Oh, this needs. I need to do something new over here, or I need to keep that bit because I really love it. um because you know it's always seasonal, or you know the leaves fall off sometimes, but you know they're going to grow back into yeah, something. Yeah, but you've yeah, got yeah. to keep making sure that they don't get infected with something, or you've got to keep adding, you know, some mm. some good soil yeah, yeah, yeah. to it to keep it going. But and because yeah. and because the garden's never finished, there's always something to do. Mm. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why you can't let you know. I'm always I'm always like when I remember going to a Flaming Lips gig. And it's when they were doing that album that wasn't so popular, quite the new, uh, was it yeah, called yeah. the Terror or yeah, something? Sorry, yeah. yeah, and they they weren't playing any of their hits. And people, I remember the fans coming out going, "Oh, it wasn't very good." I was like, well, "What do you want them to do? Mm. You know, do you want them just to keep playing this same thing over and over again, yeah. batting a balloon around?" And it's like, "Come on, they're they're more inventive. Like you've got you've got to let them develop and do their own thing." Mm. And
1: but you know. Well, yeah, that's what all my favourite people are just um, staying true to what comes to them, really. And Wayne Coyne and the Flaming Lips are definitely like that, aren't they? And it's like, if, yeah, well, I guess maybe maybe it's a thing where if you take someone to a Flaming Lips concert who's never been before and you want them to do like the show that you saw first time and you're like, oh, where's yeah, all yeah. the colour balloons and where's all the hits and everything like that? It's like, well, well they don't really have any hits. To say, but like, where's all the popular songs that I think that my friend might like? You know, but it's like, well, it's, that's not why they're doing gigs, is it? Isn't it to express himself? And yeah, that's what I think. It has to be about that. It has to be about the art and just what it is. But the, what I am noticing, say with that, for people who haven't seen it, and there's a what I'm realizing is that there's a lot and lot of people in this country and in this world and like say if you get a million hits on facebook it's absolutely not it's it's still nothing it's it's and well, it's it means nothing unless
0: the people that engage in with it are
1: really engaged no you know, yeah or not. but that i thought when when i was when i was looking at it's interesting when you what i thought would make me feel like I was achieving something before I don't know when I first started doing shows or things like that. And what I thought would make me happy isn't the stuff that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. It's what makes me happy is the other day I was in central London and it was Tuesday and the meeting finished and I went and had a pizza and I ordered the pizza and the pizza didn't come for three quarters of an hour, the waiter came over and he was like, have you got your pizza? I said, no. And it went over and said, oh, there's been a problem with the machine. Um, I'll do your pizza now. You can have it free of charge. So they bought the pizza over and it was the wrong pizza. <laughs> but I was like, well, this is fine. You know, this is what life's about. And I ate it. But then what happened was I, was, I thought, right, what am I going to do now? Because I had a few spare hours and it was like, well, well, I had the rest of the day. I could do some writing or something. So I went into a. First of all, I went into Ryman's and bought a big new A4 black, thick notebook, and um, went into a pub, bought a pint, had one pint for three hours, but wrote some new stuff. And um, I I was like, oh, I think I quite like this. And then it was poetry unplugged, so I went and yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah. And Walking home from Poetry Unplugged, I was absolutely buzzing because it's was like, oh, you sat there and you you didn't really want to do any writing, but you made yourself do it. Yeah. And I was really buzzing, more than like anyone saying that it's good or bad. Like, it, it's about the process of doing it. And yeah, like yeah. Putting words together and being like, oh, yes, I, I knew I could do it. And then it's like, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? If you test yourself and you... It's like baking a flipping cake or something. When the cake comes out,
0: yeah. Well, just a quick shout out to Nilo Sullivan and Poetry Unplugged on Tuesdays Mm. at the Poetry Cafe. If people don't know that and they're listening, if you're listening to this though, I imagine you're going to know
1: Poetry Unplugged. But at the moment, with the stuff that's going on in the country, I sensed, I mean, it was a very youthful uh, crowd there on that night that I went, and there was it was so brilliantly diverse and it just yeah, yeah. seems like a very safe space for people to go and read some stuff out for the first time and you can see it you can see it when people are getting up for the first time yeah. and they're so nervous before like i remember when i did the first gig at, in the fireworks party that um, martin goldson who helps run bang said to go and i couldn't eat for the first i couldn't eat the, the all that day and i hadn't slept the night before and I was absolutely bricking it, but the feeling that you get after is so rewarding.
0: I remember you doing that as well. So I, I was there at your first Yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. But also that, that feeling that um, my favourite moment is when I've written something and I'm standing up in my office just pacing back and forward reading it Mm. and knowing i really like that i don't know if anyone else is going to like it but Mm. it's like finishing a painting or you said a cake
1: yeah it's just
0: that we're all it was like going i've done so anything that happens after it Mm. is just a a bonus really yeah so sometimes when your poem ends up on television you're like well that isn't the thrill the thrill it's never as big as that thrill of it when you first wrote it no exactly or uh you know if you're or if that poem ends up under your bed and no one ever sees it ever again, mm. it's still a thrill. of Like, oh, I really like, I like that one. Yeah, um, you know, that's a yeah. I would say this is so. Th- we was probably halfway through now mm. of the first ever poet waffle. So this is poet waffle with me, Dan Cockrell, and uh, my good friend Robble, and we're just having a ch- we're just waffling. This is what it's I'd about. Say that
1: that's what this is
0: yeah this is what it's meant to be you yeah, yeah. get out, get out your angst um <laughs> one of the things though that we're going to do on poet waffle is ask a big question and see if it leads anywhere mm. uh so it might uh, yeah, a big question that poets might tackle and um you know it could be something like um why is music important if it is at all or it might be what makes a good relationship mm. um I've got a load of them, but one of the ones that you sort of uh, uh, picked out was, um, is it a privilege to grow old? Because your new um, your new uh, project is on time. Mm.
1: Um,
0: at the moment, you're touring your talk show, or you will be touring your talk yeah. show, but your mm. new project that you're going to be taking to Edinburgh is on time. Yeah. Um do you have any thoughts on that? Is it a privilege to grow old? Is it? There's a lot, you know. There's a lot of people, who, especially when you're younger. You know, you you don't think about getting old, and you a lot of people try and you know um, take their life because they don't want to see it out. But it, mm. I don't know. Is there anything in interesting?
1: is that? That, isn't it? I was thinking about um, you know the people in the twenty seven club or whatever, and I'm going to be thirty seven. This year. Yeah. And is it a privilege to grow... Is, what's the question? Is it a privilege to grow old? Yeah. Or is, is there a privilege I think so. Age, I think it age, is. It? Well, I mean, it's a difficult question, isn't it? All I, I mean, yeah, I've I've gone, some, gone through some pretty um, testing times, really, when I thought, oh, can I... I just don't know, I Just it's weird isn't it, it just keeps on just revealing itself, to it. it just keeps on going and going and going and going and I just can't believe how, you know, I was looking at Prince Philip the other day when he was dri- he's driving, I, how old is he, 97 and <laughs> 98, yeah, yeah. and I thought, I mean I haven't driven since I moved to London but I was always driving before, I thought, God, have I got another 60, another 60 years? of being i was like 60 years that is a long of not, time of not
0: driving and not well or d- driving
1: it. It and <laughs> you know just being on it that much but i mean he's obviously had a lot of good food and things like that but i mean that is a long time and i i kind of think well if it if that's the case then brilliant but i you know martin our friend always says you know the older he the older he gets the better he gets i mean
0: yeah, I feel that though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, what you know, I think wisdom is a beautiful thing. When you look, when I look back where I've come from and where I am now, mm. and that sort of uh not physical movement from place to place, but how how you've how I've grown. Mm. You know, that isn't incre- because my brother was in the twenty seven club. He died when he was twenty seven, mm. and. I suppose what's sad about that isn't because he's my brother and he's dead, but he never got to see himself developing of what he could have been mm. and where he would have been. Because when I was twenty seven, I was, I was, uh, you know, quite an idiot, mm. really, idiotic thoughts a lot, which you know are beautiful in their own way, but uh, I, I definitely wasn't as focused and confident about what I do. You know, I never had, so when I was, if I'd had the confidence at 27, what I have now, that would have been a really good thing for just getting on and mm. getting by in life. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, he, and, so, and I never got to see him grow old and see what sort, type of person he'd become. Mm. Um and on and a flip side of that you know now i've i've had kids it's yeah, uh, yeah. it is a privilege looking at them and seeing them develop and how they teach you so many things every day about the world mm. and their enthusiasm for the world mm. and it makes you think god oh, you know and you have that wonder that um that naive wonderment, some, or you force yourself into that gap anyway. Yeah. You know, oh, let's look at the colour yellow or let's look at water and why it's good mm. whilst the world is screwing itself up. And my boys don't have any of that idea that the world's screwing itself up. They just get up every morning thinking, right, we are on it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And we do, we don't have an alarm clock in our house because we don't need one. Mm. For the last six years, they've just up, they're up, they're ready to go and they're... They're, they're up for anything. Like, so, Billy's biggest thing at the moment, which I, I when he was doing it, I thought, this is a really dumb idea. Mm. And what are you getting from this? But he would get Lego figures or uh, Shopkins, which are silly little figures that you can buy in supermarkets, put them in a Tupperware a container, fill it with water, and stick it in the freezer. So, these things would freeze yeah. in there. And I was like, what is he doing? And then he gets them out. And he, every bath time, he takes them up to the bath, Yeah. and he has this big block of ice in the in the bath that slowly melts wow. with these figures coming out. And he he does this on repeat because he loves loves it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. what thrill is he getting out of it? But he's learnt, He's like learning that ice floats, and he's learning. You know, I don't know what he's yeah. learning from, it. but it's it's amazing what he finds. That is the most. That is a joy. That is thing. That's something he looks forward to. Mm. You know, would you do that? Would you go and uh, get in your bath and stick a block of ice in it? Well, he's just no, exploring,
1: you know. isn't he? And I yeah. think that's what I definitely am trying to do. And he's just having a nice time. It sounds like, and I think that's what I'm trying to do with my shows. Yeah. And you know, he could, you know, if if you made a video of his process and you, you know showed before and after and what was happening and you know be like wow it could be a piece of art couldn't it but yeah well it is it doesn't need to be a piece just because you say something's a piece of art doesn't mean it isn't a piece of art already yeah he
0: doesn't know so he's like so we're in my studio at the moment there's a blue painting on the wall that he'd done he was just like he was in a really bad mood lying on the grass looking up at the sky Mm. and he's just looking up and then he just said I'm going to go and paint that and he Mm. just ran inside and painted it Yeah, and uh, I thought, God, that is kind of like Van Gogh going, you know, go and paint the stars or something. Yeah, and it it, is—it's a
1: solid piece of A4 paper that he's painted all the same color blue. Yeah, and we would look at it and go,
0: "Is that any good?" He loves it. So what's the one next to it then? That's well, the next day he wasn't—he just said, "I'm gonna, I'm going." That's gray. He goes, "I'm gonna make a gray sky." So he'd done the same thing, but on a bigger bit of paper. Wow. Uh, and I think he realised that he could do lots of disguise. It could become a series. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't he? You know, he. I don't think really he'd call it art, but it definitely is. You know, I, I love looking at them. Yeah, exactly. You yeah.
1: know. Um, but no, going back to your question about age, I think that m- more now, more so than ever, I kind of. I think just once you get some experiences and things like that, you maybe start to become a little bit more kind of gentle with yourself yeah yeah I hope and you kind of simmer down a little bit and you're just kind of like well you know I just hope that I can get to the end of this year having tried my best to be to work hard and be nice to people and just um yeah it, it's just you know every day just trying to look at it and go yeah right I'm here here we are again and it's, should you've got to you've got to get on board with that. You've got a
0: new um, a new bit of a sketch that I saw you doing about for your new show where you talk about living in the moment. Mm. And I was thinking when you were doing that, actually, I I think the people say live in the moment or seize the day, mm. but it's actually I think it's uh, be in the moment, isn't it? yeah and it's about um realizing that you're here and now and feeling all the stuff around you and feeling how you feel mm. and that was a big revelation to me when i sort of someone told when i was thirty eight i'm forty five now but I was at my lowest air at thirty eight and someone told me stuff about myself that I didn't know, mm. and he allowed me to give up stuff that I didn't want to do anymore and to really be in the moment to realize oh I feel I feel like this mm. and once I'd realized that I feel a certain way and get up every day and go oh how do I feel oh, I feel like I've, I've been so much better in myself and my art's been, I think my work's been better the way I approach the world's better you get more done mm. if you're not going at it like a, you know a lunatic like I was you know I was like I, I dug myself into a really deep
1: hole Is that the guy who said, um, stop saying should? Yeah, so I did. Mm. And it's worked.
0: It's like, what would I do? It's probably an old, uh, you know, it's probably something they learn, psychologists learn at college, I don't know. But he said, you know, say what you would do and what you could do. Don't say what you should do. Mm. Because I was acting on what everyone else thought I should do. Yeah. And I realised, so I was doing double time. I Mm. was doing what I wanted to do and i was doing oh i should be doing this to make money this way or to build a house for my family or and as soon as i got rid of all that uh yeah i think it was hard i was working half as hard you know i was like oh i can get rid of all the stuff that i should be doing and now i can just concentrate on what how i feel comfortable in the world yeah and it was yeah amazing revelation i feel so much better for it that I don't have the downs that I used to have Mm. Uh, or if I do if I'm going that way I can get out of them I've got ways of doing that you know going for walks going swimming stopping work reflecting on um on the world and and what what it's got got for me you know I've got a beautiful life so Mm. and my kids are an absolute key to that and you know what what we've built together with Gina, it's like you know, very lucky. But anyway, that we've come to the end of the first edition of Poet Waffle, so I hope everyone's enjoyed it. And we're going to get um, we're going to come back and do some more, but I'll probably get a new poet in. Uh, if you've got any, uh, into, yeah, <laughs> not that you weren't good, Rob. <laughs> no, you're brilliant. So, uh, thank you, Rob, for coming in. Um, Pleasure. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, people can find your. Uh, tour dates on your website can they
1: yeah robarton.co.uk A-U-T-O-N doing a run at the Soho Theatre if you want to come to that and I'm going up to Edinburgh again this year doing a new show about time yeah and you've got all your books
0: and everything still out there with Burning Eye and yeah yeah, look forward to seeing it all so uh, thanks Rob Uh, thanks everyone for listening and you will see you again next time you've been listening to Poet Waffle thank you very much Poet Waffle was written and presented by Daniel Cockrell, original concept by Jack White, music and audio production by Julian Ward, artwork by Damien Wayhill, and technical support from Laurie Eaves. <laughs>